Welcome to Matt D'Elia is Confused. This is Matt D'Elia, and I'm fucking confused. As usual, but increasingly so, uh, as life goes on, we're supposed to get wiser, and maybe we do, and perhaps that wisdom is what leads to my confusion, because there's no real way to look at the fucking world, particularly right now, and honestly say, with a straight face, that you are not deeply fucking confused. It's fucking overload. You got one person saying this, you got the other person saying the opposite, and everybody else saying everything in between about every single fucking thing. That being said, there's still some shit that you can look at and just know, oh, that's batshit. So to make us feel better, I'm going to start with a couple things that are just batshit people being batshit to give us our parameters about, at the very least, there are still some things we don't need to be confused about, okay? Here's, uh, I guess you could call him a commentator, Josh Bernstein. He's a big right-wing dude. He, he He's all about QAnon. And with the election coming up, that's one of the things that is confusing, uh, that everyone's got something to say about it. Um, so does Josh. So I'm just going to play you what Josh has to say about the upcoming election and what will happen if you are white and don't vote for Donald Trump. So if you're white and you're a Democrat and you're planning on voting for Joe Biden, you're an idiot. You're suicidal. Okay. You're taking your own life in your own hands. Okay. Because if, God forbid, these people get elected and this is part of their platform and you're white, well, your personal safety is going to be in jeopardy. And that, unfortunately, is the truth with this election. And that's why I've been saying this election is Trump or death. <laughs> Did black- okay. Fucking okay. This election is Trump or death. Hey, man. Nah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, that clip is out of context, but I'm pretty sure he's talking about um, Black Lives Matter and Biden's. Uh, support for social justice platforms and such. So, you know, according to Josh, Mr. fucking cue ball head, I don't know if you know what he looks like, but uh, if you're lucky, you don't know. If you do know, you also know that his head looks more like a cue ball on a pool table than any other head in the history of heads. Um, so that is just a good it for me i i find that despite the absolute madness of people like that seeing and hearing people like that talk now whereas it used to cause me great anxiety i would say maybe before trump or even early trump uh, um now it's sort of like a a respite for me it's like an oasis from confusion it's like i can just watch this fucking demented insane person i can just listen to this fucking mental case and feel a little better because at least my confusion is gone my certainty is back and i'm like wow at least i'm not that fucking guy at least i'm not confused about this that guy's fucking bad shit Speaking of bad shit, I don't know if you guys are, have been paying attention to this, but it's uh, Trump's been on one lately about um, 
mail-in voting and absentee voting. He makes the distinction between mail-in voting and absentee voting, and he says mail-in voting is bad. Absentee voting is necessary. And the Democrats, according to him, are so corrupt that their mail-in voting scheme is going to illegitimize the election. This is according to him. And his suggestion thereafter, in the same tweet, of course it was in a tweet, for fuck's fucking sake, this was in a tweet, just like every other fucking thing. Wow, now sucks. It's now sucks so bad. President is like blasting out insane shit on Twitter. The president. Let's not get let's not get too used to that, you know? But it is the way it is now. And his his whole point was that maybe we're going to need to postpone the election to get make sure we get this right. Meanwhile, every single fucking Every single person in government, Democrat or Republican, in the wake of that tweet, which, of course, everybody had to fucking respond to. Because that's the biggest bullshit about the Trump on Twitter thing. Every time he tweets something ridiculous, everybody's got to have something to say about it. And then that becomes the entire fucking news cycle. Because fucking dumbass CNN, dumbass MSNBC, fucking terrible Fox. And everybody else. It's like, excuse me, Senator Hawley, what do you think about what Donald Trump fucking tweeted? Anyway, in this case, it was a unanimous response. And it was, there's no fucking way that we should, under really any circumstance, delay the election. I think Mitch McConnell was like, since 1788, even through the fucking Civil War, And all this other crazy shit. We held elections on election day. And there's absolutely no reason to not hold it again in 2020. Lindsey Graham. Ben Sassy. I think he's from fucking Nebraska. Kansas maybe. Ben Sassy. Remember that fucking Phil Hartman sketch on SNL? Sassy. I don't know if that's how you say his name. He spells his name S-A-S-S-E. Not S-A-S-S-Y. So I think it might be Ben Sass. But I'm changing that right now. And from this moment moving forward, the way to pronounce his name is Senator, Republican Senator Ben Sassy. He'd guarantee re-election with that shit. Um, In perpetuity. But everybody, even Kevin McCarthy was like uh, the House Majority... I think he's the House Majority Leader now. And he totally fucking sucks. Even he... Even he... was like, that's that's a fucking stupid-ass fuck idea. However, I did uh, take note of the way he said it because it was the least eloquent... And this is neither here nor there. Everybody says dumb shit sometimes. Uh, Regardless of my feelings about him, this is forgivable. It was just such a confusing and bitch-ass way to to go against the president. But he is going against him. And this this is what he says. The most confusing statement. This is Kevin McCarthy. Never in the history of federal elections have we ever not held an election, and we should go forward with our election. No way should we ever not hold our election on the day we have it. I mean, what? Never in the history of federal elections have we ever not held an election and we should go forward with our election. No way should we ever not hold our election on the day that we have it. K, dude. So afraid of the president's wrath, you know? The way he's phrasing it. Just say, yeah, we're going to vote on November 3rd. Because we are. Full stop. But the whole thing about this is is an attempt to make the election result illegitimate. 
he was trying to do the same thing though with uh hillary he thought he was going to lose to hillary as did everyone else in the fucking world and um in the lead up to the election he was talking about how it was rigged and all this bullshit how what she did to bernie is what she's doing to him and it's i think voter fraud was another thing back then too now that's his like main issue but this is his mo so to give it any real attention is fucking annoying as hell But just to put a button on the Trump shit for now, you know, I, I think people are the, the, the common narrative right now is that the, this election is going to be a referendum on Trump. I am of the mind that this election, more than it, it, it is anything else, is going to be a reflection of how bad a candidate and and how hated of a candidate Hillary Clinton was. Low vo- voter turnout. Trump won by like 70,000 or 80,000 votes total in three or four different swing states. That's nothing. If people didn't fucking stay home because they hate Hillary so much, she would have won handily. The candidate would have won handily. All that was needed was a breathing body. Essentially, what I'm saying is, any other candidate besides Hillary Clinton would have beat Donald Trump. The two, those two candidates were so unbelievably historically bad. That it was like, pick your poison. But instead of picking their poison, most people just stayed home and didn't deal with the poison at all. Now, there's a demented grandpa, and more people like a demented grandpa, who is so closely aligned with the most beloved living figure of the Democratic Party, Barack Obama, that people just need to be like, oh yeah, he's all right, fuck it. As long as they don't hate the candidate like they did in 2016, I think what we're going to see and what's going to bear out is that all Biden will have accomplished is existed. He he will have existed and he will have been breathing on November 3rd. I think even when people talk about, oh, it was unexpected how many people supported Trump. I don't even think that that's true in 2016. People fucking were rabid about him. People loved him. And I know the polls said Hillary was going to win, but everybody fucking hated her. And the results bear it out that people just, people just didn't come vote. It was extremely low turnout in many de- different demographics. The fact that Trump's opponent this time is A, breathing. Hillary was breathing, but she wasn't B. B is, so the, the candidate has to be, and Biden does fit this criteria. He is A, breathing, though who knows how long he'll be breathing for, but he is breathing. And B, not universally, historically hated, a la Hillary Clinton. So I think in 2020, what we're going to see, I'm no fucking prognosticator, but who the fuck is these days anyway? I just think we're going to see a normal victory, kind of like Obama-Romney maybe a reflection of the actual country where enough people will come out because they don't hate the candidate. And I know more people hate Trump now than they did even in 2016, but also more people love him. So I think that'll balance it out. I think the difference is going to be Hillary Clinton's non-presence on the ballot. That is the difference. It's unfortunate that the first female candidate for, of a major political party happened to also be the most hated figure 
because I think that line gets crossed up. I think people think, and maybe they're right, but my sense is that her particular struggle to win was that people hate her, the person, not because she's a woman. Because she's a Clinton. Speaking of Clinton, I fucking, I'm not like fully paying total attention yet because this just was dropped, I think, yesterday. But the Ghislaine Maxwell, what the fuck is her name? G-H-I-S-L-A-I-N-E. Jizz Lane? What the fuck is it? Jizz Maxwell? Giz Lane? Jizz Lane? Ghislaine? Jizz. Let's just call her Jizz. So Jizz Maxwell tried to get her uh, these various uh, documents unsealed that were communications with her and Epstein and also uh i think depositions about her and epstein on epstein island and their whole operation while fr- from one of the girls who was trafficked and i think there's other shit too and alan dershowitz is all up in there he's fucked prince andrew's all up in there he's fucked these are the things i know i haven't actually really really looked at even the news, let alone the documents about it. But these are just like the major, major headlines. But also Bill Clinton's wrapped up in that shit. Not surprising. But I mean, fuck, you know? Clinton's go away. Go away forever. Thanks. I mean, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole why the Clintons fucking suck so hard, but they do. And it's not just Hillary. Um, but yeah, speaking of speaking of confusing shit, I saw um, I, I, I saw a, a news article the other day about how uh, there was a, uh, a fight, an online, unsurprising, Twitter facilitated the fight between Mattel, who makes Barbie dolls, and Donald Trump Jr. So this is kind of tied to uh, the, the voter fraud uh, uh, accusation about Democrats and shit like that. It's also fucking so stupid, but I had to bring it up on the show for one reason, and I'll get to that reason in a moment. So basically, the, the, the controversy, if you could even fucking call it that, was this. Barbie has made a new doll. And it is a... The doll is a female president, Barbie, and her all-female staff. And according to them, it's like, um, it's about letting young girls know that they can be leaders and in positions of power. So it's female president and her female staff for young girls to be inspired to, I guess, get into fucking politics. Anyway, the one man on earth who looks more like a cannibal than anyone else on earth, Donald Trump Jr. took issue with this. Or not even took issue. He, he commented on it and, and, put, and, and reposted it and, and in his own tweet said, they must be a Democrat because this Barbie, you can tell this Barbie's a Democrat because she has an I voted sticker, but then also has a ballot in her hand, meaning Democrats participate in voter fraud. I mean, the worst joke ever, first of all, but also just like lighting a fire under that fucking stupid ass conspiracy theory. Then Barbie snapped back. Mattel snapped back, not Barbie the doll. That would be that would have been first up on the story. If Barbie spoke, that would be fucking crazy. But Mattel, the company that makes Barbie, snapped back and was like, 
we don't affiliate with any political party. We just want to inspire girls uh, to be leaders, to, to let girls know that they can be leaders or whatever the fuck they said. Their statement was like very much nonpartisan uh, and sort of debunking what Donald Trump Jr. was obviously just making a stupid ass joke trying to get his stupid please sir might i have another retweet his whole twitter gang to get all riled up all those red-pilled fucking trolls uh please sir might you tell your father about me i'm a very engaged twitter soldier please sir might I have another right to wait? But my issue with this is neither of th- any of this. My issue with this is... Look, okay, first, let me actually first say this. Donald Trump Jr. is a fucking asshole for saying that. That's a given, though. But why, why are kids being politicized at all? Why is there a fucking President Barbie with an I vote sticker? And like, why are there political Barbies? These are kids. Why is everything politicized? And I know Mattel was like, we don't, we don't affiliate with any party, but like, who gives a fuck? That's not the point. The point is, why are kids thinking about politics? Why are products, commercial products, sold to kids, geared towards kids that are involved with politics at all? That sucks. When I was a kid, all I knew about the president was that he had sick fucking hair. And that was Bill Clinton. He had sick hair and he played the sick ass saxophone on the sick ass Arsenio Hall show. And that was fucking biblical. That's all I knew. And you could say, oh, well, it's better to know. It's better to be uh, in the know even as a kid. Why? I was fucking nine. What was I going to understand about anything? What was I going to understand about uh, uh, the Supreme Court or foreign policy or the drug war or social justice? What the fuck was I going to get? The only thing that you can do to a nine-year-old about politics is indoctrinate them, just like religion. And then you grow up just like your fucking parents and unthinking you do that. Because the parent that gets you the fucking President Barbie, whether a Democrat or Republican, is going to be like, they're that. They're what we are. It just seems like a weird way to facilitate indoctrination of a child. Furthermore, I don't know if you guys saw this story, but it's kind of been ongoing for a little while. Um... There was this Trader Joe's has been uh, in the news lately. There was this, I don't even know why this was in the news, but there was a petition that with like 2000 signatures going around, uh, calling on Trader Joe's to rebrand some of its products because they are, they are being accused of being racist. Like they got Trader Ming's for Chinese food stuff. They got Trader Giotto's for Italian stuff. I don't remember the other ones. I think Trader Jose. Yeah. For Mexican stuff. And I was, you know, it's interesting because that's something that I've had in more than once. I've engaged in conversation with my own peers and friends about like, is that, is that really, that doesn't seem very, you know, 
I mean, I don't take any offense to that. You know, I guess the one I might take offense to is Trader Giotto's, but I'm I just like, it never, I would, I couldn't take offense to that. It's not, it's not in my being to be upset about something like that. Life's too short, you know, but it would never even cross my mind. But, you know, I'm aware of the world right now. And it seems very, it has seemed increasingly un, let's say, un-2020 to have something on a shelf at Trader Joe's called Trader Mings, you know? Doesn't mean I I was upset by it, but it did, I'm not going to lie, it was something that I've been increasingly, um, I don't know what the word is, not concerned with, uh, aware of, aware of, like, uh, how is this? Like, usually these things, you know? Usually people have a problem with this stuff. Plus they're so popular, prominent Trader Joe's in LA, which is one of the woke capitals of the world. It just seemed very unwoke. And uh, and in that sense, it seemed like a matter of time before something like this would happen. And the time since Trader Joe's has come forward and said, we don't change policy based on petitions. Which, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an authority on whether they should change their fucking bottling. I don't don't care if they change Trader Giotto's, you know? If Chinese people get upset about Trader Ming's and, and, and that's the case, I haven't talked to any Chinese people about that. If that's true, then fuck it, change it. Obviously, you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. You don't want to upset anybody. The one I feel okay talking about is Trader Giotto's because I'm an Italian fuck. Doesn't bother me. Anyway, if it's a valid concern, then it's a valid concern, period. And I get that. But they were like, we're not racist and we don't count out to petitions. We run our business, uh, whatever the fuck. I don't want to put words in their mouth. I forget exactly what it said. But it, was, it, said, it did say, we don't, uh, we don't make our decisions based on petitions. And I actually was, I thought that was kind of cool because everybody's such a fucking pussy now. Every company's such a pussy now. They're like, oh, you don't like when we do that? Oh, okay. Uh, well, we won't do that. Huh? Oh, you, you didn't like that? Okay. Well, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll never do it again. I, I, I'm sure of that. And it's this small group thing. It's like this petition had so few signatures. If it was like this critical mass and they were still like, Fuck you. We're going to keep it Trader Giotto's. I'd be like, what's wrong with you guys? Just change it. But it was such a small amount of people that signed this thing. That it seemed like, yeah, I guess they, I guess they shouldn't change it. If they don't want, if they don't want to, then they shouldn't. They certainly shouldn't only because of the petition. And that was their point. I'd say at least that's how I read it. All of this is just context because what I'm going to get at is the petition was started by a high school student, by a kid. And I'm a little just, I'm becoming increasingly concerned at how entrenched in politics kids are now i it's it's not that i don't think it's good to be involved in politics for people all across the spectrum obviously you should but kids are fucking dumb i know i was one and i knew a lot of them and they were all dumb just like me even the smart ones were fucking dumb as hell they didn't know anything about life So engaging young girls and boys with fucking President Barbie dolls and and, then politically minded petitions going around being pushed by kids, I don't know. I just it it, it's it's not even that it's it's actually less that I think they don't know what they're talking about. It's more like they're kids. They need to fucking chill and have fun. That's the only time in your life where you get to have fun. 
Stop thinking about world affairs. You have your whole entire adult life to be anxious as fuck about that. Trust me. I can attest to it. The only time in my life where I truly was carefree and didn't give a fuck was when I was a kid. Why are we trying to engage these kids politically? There's plenty of time for that. Fuck it. Let them have fun. Give them the fucking regular Barbie dolls. I mean, they're probably just trying to sell dolls. So it's, it's less even Mattel than it is the fucking landscape. It's like every, every political ideology has their, has their like army in mind, you know? Whether you're on the left or the right, it's like you got to get them young, get them early, turn them into fucking soldiers for the cause. Fuck you. I've seen fucking, sometimes you see at these like uh, uh, anti-abortion rallies. You see the kids. It's kid kids, like seven-year-olds with signs and shit. God doesn't want you to do that. Fucking, you're seven. Dude, you're seven. You don't know anything. Go home and play. If you're seven, I truly don't give a fucking fuck what you think. And I don't think you should be thinking about politics at all. Go run around somewhere. Go play with another seven-year-old. Don't engage in politics. It's the same shit as religion. Don't indoctrinate your fucking kids with your own beliefs. Anyway. Worried about the kids. I want the kids to have fucking fun. And not get fucking snowed in. Edward snowed in by this fucking landscape where everybody's got to have a fucking full ass opinion about every fucking political issue out there. You're a kid. You don't need to have a full-ass opinion. And if you do, your opinion probably sucks. Because you're a kid and you're dumb. Hopefully no kids are listening to this, but some parents are. And I hope you're taking what I'm saying to heart. Alright, I'm going to take a break and... Talk about some... China shit on the other side. So hang on. Be right back. Okay. Don't go anywhere. Matt D'Elia is confused. We'll return right after the break. And I'm back. And I'm pulling a fucking switcheroo. I said I was going to talk about China. I I think I'll still get to that because that shit is fucked up. But uh, there's... There's something it, during the break, in fact. That is the truth. During the break, a friend sent me a fucking link to an article that I clicked on, that I wisely clicked on. Um, and although it's a New York Post article, uh, I have verified that it is real. I mean, the post isn't like that bullshit. It's just salacious. Um, <clears throat> I got to talk about this. So this is just, this is just the most K shit you ever heard in your life. But it's also kind of the coolest thing you ever heard in your life. If you let it sit for a little bit. At first it's K, the most K, the most K fucking thing you've ever heard in your life. So here's the headline. Man who lost penis to blood infection has new one built on his arm. K. I'm just going to read the article, but let me read that headline again because K. Man who lost penis to blood infection has new one built on his arm. K. I take a sip of my Perrier before I read you the entire article. Still waiting for Perrier to sponsor me, by the way. Okay, so here, here, here's the article. A British man whose penis fell off due to a severe blood infection had a new one built on his arm, where he even got an extra two inches, according to a report. (laughs) Made his dick bigger. In the end, it's a happy story. Malcolm McDonald. 
I'll add, not to be confused with legendary actor Malcolm McDowell, Malcolm McDonald, 45, a mechanic, suffered a horrific infection in his perineum that turned his fingers, toes, and manhood black, the son reported. I had struggled for years with an infection in my perineum, but I had no idea what could happen. The separated dad of two from Thetford, Norfolk, told the outlet. Gee, I wonder why he's separated. Get it separated? When I saw my penis go black, I was beside myself. It was like a horror film. I was in a complete panic. I knew deep down it was gone and I was going to lose it, he said. He said he was, quote, completely gutted when his penis, quote, just dropped off onto the floor, end quote, in 2014. But his testicles remained intact, according to the outlet. Quote, because I had been through the devastation of knowing I was going to lose it, I just picked it up and put it in the bin, McDonald continued. Wow. Just picked up his dick and put it in a bin. Okay. And the article goes on. I went to the hospital and they said the best they could do for me was to roll the remaining stump up like a little sausage roll. It was heartbreaking, end quote. I mean, what? I don't believe you. I don't believe that the doctors at the hospital recommended rolling the remaining stump like a little sausage roll. Okay? It goes on. McDonald said he became a recluse and began drinking heavily. Fucking. Duh. Oh, your dick fell off? And you rolled it up like a sausage and put it in a bin? Yeah, no shit you became a recluse and began drinking heavily. Article goes on. Quote, For two years after losing my penis, I felt a shadow of a man. My life really fell apart because I had no self-confidence. I drank too much. I didn't see family and friends. I just didn't want to have to face up to it, he said. This is where it gets really fucking crazy and good. But then he found out from his doctor about the so-called, quote, penis master. Professor Robert David Ruff. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm the fucking penis master. Who's this David Ralph of London's University College Hospital? Whatever, I'll let it slide. Uh, Okay, so that part again. But then he found out from his doctor about the so-called penis master, Professor David Ralph of London's University College Hospital. The phallus expert famously created a, quote, bionic penis for Andrew Wardle, who was born without one, according to the son. Wow, that guy is fucking literally doing God's work. Penis master he is. It gave me a glimmer of hope that I could go back to being a normal bloke, McDonald told the outlet. Bloke, you know? So fucking English. Ralph said he could perform an arm graft procedure, which would take up to two years. Fuck! Okay, but uh, I'm going to keep going here. Fortunately, he received funding for the procedure because it would eventually allow him to urinate properly, just not perform sexually, according to the report. Stop saying according to the report, you know? We get it. Just endlessly covering their asses. It was all... Oh, wow. Quote, It was all my Christmases at once. I was so emotional because it was a chance at a new start. I wasn't worried about the procedure because I had seen what Prof. Ralph and his team could do. As far as I was concerned, they were miracle workers, and I was up for anything that could give me my willy back. Hey, man. The terms, you know? Not having a penis felt awful. It's most men's worst fear. For me, I was never worried about sex because I already had two children. I mean, like that's the only reason for a penis, you know? Like everybody who's had their, their fill of kids just get rid of their dick. It was always more about my self-confidence and simple things like using the loo. Oh, yeah, and jerking off. That's not in the article. That was my addition. McDonald also decided to request an extra two inches. Now he's getting greedy. On the $65,000 appendage, $65,000 to get a dick on his arm? They were happy to listen to what I wanted it to be like, which was amazing. Not many can say they have a designer penis, he said. Yeah, man. Also, not many can say they have a penis on their arm. 
You're one of a kind all around. Surgeons formed a new manhood, with its own blood vessels and nerves, using a skin flap on the left arm of the right-handed man. They created a urethra and installed two tubes inflated with a hand pump, allowing him to achieve an erection. Why does he want to have an erection when he can't have sex? What's the point of an erection? It is only a nuisance. It's uncomfortable. You got to hide it and shit. Walking is uncomfortable. Imagine having a fucking hard-on on your arm. That's not good. Jeez. I mean, there's way more. The shaft was then removed from his forearm, leaving the base, allowing it to form naturally as skin and tissue. He now awaits for it to be finally transferred to its proper location. When I saw it on my arm for the first time, I was so, so proud. After everything I had been through, it didn't feel weird at all. It was just a part of me. Nah, it felt weird. I promise you, it felt weird. I was like any other man. I just couldn't leave it alone to begin with. I thought it was the best thing ever. I took it, I took to it so much, I nicknamed it Jimmy. I mean, so uncreative. That was what me and my mates called each other growing up, and this penis was definitely my new mate. Is this guy fucking kidding? This is real? I mean, this is real, but this is real? That they can make me a new penis at all is incredible, but that they can build it on my arm is mind-blowing, he added. It looks like something out of a weird sci-fi comic, but it's my chance at a normal life. It's been the first step towards being able to go to the toilet and even being intimate with someone. What? How is that a step? How? how, how? Who's going to understand that? Understand it as like, yeah, we're all equal, but who's going to understand that like, time to fuck, where's your forearm at? McDonald said that despite wearing long-sleeved shirts to hide his bulge, people have sometimes spotted the misplaced member. Yeah, shit. It's on his arm. People ask me about it when they see me in the pub, and of course people make jokes. Oh, yeah, but I get it. It's not every day you see a man with a penis on his arm. Very, very fucking true. Of course I see the funny side. I have to. I don't have any other option. If I couldn't laugh at the willy on my arm, I'd be finished. You know what? That... My whole fucking attitude has changed about this guy now. Now, I love this guy. This guy, his dick fell off. His dick fell off. He rolled it up like a little sausage roll, per doctor's request, fire that doctor, and put it in a bin. Now he's got a dick on his arm, and he likes to laugh about it. And he likes when other people laugh about it because he gets it. He gets it. I fucking love this guy. And it goes on. But the new penis has still not been attached four years after the procedure due, due to a series of missed appointments, scheduling problems, staff shortages at the hospital, and finally, the coronavirus pandemic. Then they canceled again because of the coronavirus. It feels like I'm cursed sometimes, he said adding that he hopes to have it finally grafted between his legs by the end of the year. I am determined this penis will be ultimately used for what it was built for. Okay. And that's, I mean, that's, that's where he ends the article. Okay. I mean, coronavirus pandemic even fucked this up. It even fucked up. Man, 2020 sucks. Guy can't even get his penis put back on. Because of this fucking pandemic. Also, missed appointments. Dude, if there's one appointment to not miss, it's for doctors to take your dick off of your arm and put it back between your legs. Would you oversleep? (sighs) Fucking set an alarm. Set 20 alarms. Do not miss. If you have a penis grafted onto your arm, growing on your arm, that needs to eventually be put between your legs, don't miss that appointment. It is crucial that you do not miss that appointment. I'm souring on this guy. I'm not lying. I, I, I went from thinking he's crazy to loving him, and now I'm, I'm a little down on him at the end of the article. It was, it was a wild ride for me. I read the article in full for the first time just now. 
So a lot of that was new to me. It was a wild ride, but now we know about the guy with the penis on his arm. I think about this a lot. I remember that old In, uh, in Living Color sketch, The Buttheads, which I fucking loved and probably would still love if I saw it again, but it's been like 20 years at least. And it was just a family. It was like the Wayans family. And they had butts on their heads, and that was it. It was like cone heads, but they had butts on their heads. The so straightforward, you know? But that shit made me laugh. And so I think because of that, I've always wondered where would be the worst place to have a butt, obviously, on your head. But now let's take a different approach with that. Where is the best place to have a penis that isn't between your legs? I think first and foremost, you just don't want it out. You know, you want it hidden by clothing naturally, which this guy, if he wears long sleeve shirts, it's hidden naturally, but. You can't wear short sleeve shirts, you know. And also, even if you do wear a long sleeve shirt, it's going to bulge out. He made his dick bigger. It's going to like bulge out of his sleeve. He's going to be like, hey, what's that? What's that, mate? Oh, this? That's my fucking willy. It's on me arm. My fucking willy's on me arm. Cheers. Oh, really, mate? Cheers. Your willy's on your arm? Yeah, mate. Me willy's on me arm. Cheers, mate. Thanks. Hey, mate, what's that? What? What's what? What's that thing you got there? Looks like it's bulging out your shirt. Oh, this? Yeah, yeah, that, mate. That's me willy. Oh, what are you talking about? Willies are between your legs, mate. Above your balls. Above your nutsack. Oh, uh, yeah, well, see, my willy fell off. Rolled it up like a sausage roll. Doctors tell me to. Put it in a bin. Left it there. Thought my life was over, mate. Until I found a penis master. The penis master grafted a willy on me arm. And that's what you're looking at now. Don't say, mate. Yeah, I do say, mate. Cheers. That's how that shit goes down. (laughs) For sure. But uh, now I'm wondering if I had to not have my penis between my legs... Where would my penis be best off? Best on. You know what I mean? Um, I think uh, also you want it somewhere where it's not going to like get, hit things and get caught on things. Like maybe like my thigh, like the front of my thigh grafted onto my upper leg. It's close. It, first of all, it's close. It wouldn't take that much explaining or that much being different about your penis. You could do the same things to pee, you lower your pants, go to the bathroom, take off your pants to have sex. You just be slightly off center when you are having sex. It's a thigh. It's thigh. What am I talking about? It's a thigh. Um I have a big nose. This is a little embarrassing. I have a big nose and when I was a kid, uh my nose was even more pronounced because I was a kid and my nose was basically already full size, but I was a kid. So my body wasn't full size. And so my nose was more pronounced and two things about that. One, my friends, uh, or my non friends, this is so rude, but they would call me dick nose because it looked like a fucking big dick on my face. That's cool. Thanks guys. And my grandmother this is less uh, dirty and actually funnier. Um, my, I, I'll never forget my mom's mom, my grandmother. She was so fucking. Um, she just say like whatever the fuck she wanted, you know, whatever came into her mind, like every fucking grandma and grandpa. They just say whatever the fuck. They don't give a fuck. They're like I'm eighty five. What do I care? Um. But she was very sweet to me. I was her favorite. And I have no problem saying that. I really was. Um, and everybody knew it. And it was almost like everybody knew it. It was funny. Because she didn't even give a fuck about that being known. And um, one day, she was telling me. 
she kind of pulled a, speaking of switcheroo, she pulled a switcheroo on my ass. She was telling me how, how I had a strong nose, like a, she was like a manly Italian nose. And, uh, she was Italian and she, she meant that in a good way. And she was like, and then eventually she said, you have a, you have a Roman nose. I was like 12. I didn't know what the fuck that meant. And I still wouldn't, if she didn't say it then. And I asked, I said, Roman nose, what does that mean? What's a Roman nose? She said, you know, Roman all over your face. Fucking rocked me. Just fucking hammered me. I was feeling good. She was complimenting me. My friends called me dick nose. I was feeling better. Somebody being nice about my nose. And then just slammed me back in the ground. Roman all over my face. It's true. I do have a big nose. Fuck all y'all, though. At least I don't got a dick on my arm. Okay, so I think now back to the thing I was going to talk about. There's a lot, actually. Maybe I'll save the China shit for another episode. Because I only have like 10 minutes left. Um... Fuck. What can I fit into this 10 minutes? Couple things. One, there's been, um, as anybody who knows me knows, I'm a dog person. And that is to put it, putting it lightly, I fucking love dogs. So much. Uh, and there was, there, there was a big question and there's still an ongoing question as to can dogs, A, can they get COVID and B, can they, if they do, if they can be carriers, can they give it? This was what the question was, the way the questions were framed. The other day I read an article that fucked me up. Devastating. Fucking Devastating. There is a dog. There was a dog. Who is the first known dog to die of COVID-19. He was a German shepherd. His name was Buddy. His owner had COVID. And his owner obviously didn't know he could give it to his dog because what the fuck? You can't give the flu to your dog. You can't give a cold to your dog. You can't give anything to your fucking dog, as far as I thought. But apparently, COVID is such a fuck that you can even give it to your dogs and kill them with it. So this poor fucking guy not only gets COVID, but gives it to his dog and kills it. And the worst part about it, the the terrible irony of it, is that his name is Buddy. That's what dogs are. Dogs are our little fucking buddies. It's not right that they can get COVID. I don't like that. That was like a silver lining for me. It was like, oh, well, at least they can't get COVID. And then when I heard they could, I was like, well, at least they can't die from it and they can't give it to people, which I think is true. They can't give it to people. They can get it from people, clearly, because Buddy did. But it's still not concrete what people know about this. But what is concrete is that that is fucked up. I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm, I'm in denial of the fact that dogs can get COVID. I mean, how fucking shitty of a fucking year does this have to be? There's a pandemic of a virus that... Dogs can get and die from? Fuck you, world. There's definitely not enough time to get into the China shit or the other things, bigger things that I wanted to talk about. So before I go, there's just one little thing that has dawned on me recently. I think now, 
probably because of Twitter, because of everything is Twitter's fault, or at least social media's fault. People, I think, don't speak plainly anymore, if they ever used to, but they certainly don't now. Everybody's got to be like a smartass or snide or clever. Nobody speaks plainly. And I want that to change. Because speaking plainly enhances understanding. Speaking plainly goes a long way toward eliminating confusion. And what do I mean about speaking plainly? Here's a good example. Somebody calls me or texts me. Hey, Matt. Do you want to go play catch at the park today? This didn't happen, but let's just say it happened. Hey, Matt, do you want to go play catch at the park today? I think a lot of people would, even if they don't want to, they would say, maybe I'll get back to you or some, something like that. Text makes it so much easier to evade and not answer, you know. Or, you know, some asshole would be like, play catch in the park, what am I, 12? You know, some snide shit like that. The ill effects of the 140 character way of communicating. But no, I think, hey, Matt, you want to go play catch in the park? The best response to that is, hi, period, no, period. I do not want to do that, period. That is the best response to an an inquiry like that. Or someone's talking about a thing you don't like. Somebody asks you what you think. I don't want to talk about that. I am not interested in that. I have nothing to say about that. You don't have to be mean about it. Plain is the thing to be. No, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. If more people acted like that, there would be so much less confusion. So much more understanding. I think the, the the barrier toward that being accepted is people would think that's rude. But let me ask you, what's more rude? Just kind of like pretending and, 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 and not really answering and evading or being snide and sarcastic or just flatly telling how you feel. I'm a big proponent of flatly telling people how you feel about shit. Try it. And if someone gets mad at you, ask, why did you get mad at me? All I did was answer your question. You asked me. And don't be rude, though. You can't be rude about it. If you're rude about it, then you fucked it all up. Because then they can say you're rude. And then you will have been rude and you fucked it up. Rudeness is not the thing. The thing is plainness, clarity, directness. This is my homework assignment for all of you. No, I do not want to do that. You don't need to enunciate like like that. That can be confused as rudeness. I'm just enunciating to be clear about what I'm saying. The spirit of it is is, is the enunciation uh, carries the spirit of it forward. I'm not, you don't have to be like that because that can come across as rude and patronizing and all that shit. But yeah, plainly speaking is the thing. Now, now more than ever, must be done. All right, so next episode, I'll talk about China and some of that other shit I wanted to get into that was is actually important. But this dick thing is just like, hold the fucking phone. Stop the music. We're talking about this guy's arm dick. <laughs> yeah, mate. It's just a, a bloody cork on me on my arm. Ah, cheers. Uh, all right. Yeah. Uh, didn't talk about it that much, but there is a pandemic. Uh, depending upon who you listen to, uh, you can think anything about it. But the thing I think about it is wear a mask out in the world, and as much as you can, stay on. 
Uh, and while you're staying home, do it wearing Mattelia is Confused merchandise, which you can get at mattelia.com slash store. Take a picture of yourself in it. Send it to me. There's nothing I like more than that. And if there is nothing I like more than that, that means it makes me happy. And if you care about me and you love me like I love you, you want to make me happy just like I want to make you happy. So you will do that. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, stay safe out there. Thanks for listening. I love you all. I will talk to you next week. <laughs>